You're listening to the preaching ministry of First Baptist Church in Newton, North Carolina. By God's grace and for His glory, we're striving to be a community of disciples who are growing in trust, growing in love, and growing disciples. We pray you'll be encouraged to deeply love and trust our Savior Jesus Christ through this ministry. We hope you enjoy the sermon. In the nation that is considered to be the freest on the face of the earth, there is great enslavement. We find our landscape littered with people who are enslaved in sin, enslaved to a power that will lead them to destruction. This morning, as God's people, let us call upon God to give us a biblical understanding of freedom so that we might praise his name and we might bear testimony to his power to change and renew. It's a joy to share God's word with you this morning. Brothers and sisters, if you will open, if you have your using the Pew Bible, we want to turn to page 1167. We're going to look at chapter 5 in Galatians, verses 1 through 6. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ, you who were seeking to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. I think that Paul lays out three great principles of our life in Christ in this passage this morning. In verse 1, only Christ brings freedom. Let us abandon works righteousness. In verse 5, my life in Christ has been established by setting my hope in him. And then in verse 6, Because of Christ, 
I can grow in faith that is working through love. First, let's consider our freedom in Christ and abandoning a work's righteousness. Acts 15.5 gives insight into Paul's opposition. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and charge them to keep the law of Moses. Paul says in verse 7 of Galatians 1, that the Galatians had heard a perverted gospel, a gospel that was being promulgated by false teachers. Circumcision had been given to Israel as a sign of God's covenant promise. The act symbolized the evil of the heart that in every generation God desired to cut away. Deuteronomy 36 explains this. And the Lord, your God, will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul that you may live. The Judaizers at work among the Galatians were substituting a ceremony for a living, active faith. Rather than internal heart change, they were calling for a discipline that they uh, believed had saving power. The work of Christ was not enough in their mind. When Paul confronts Peter in Antioch in chapter 2 of Galatians for drawing back from the fellowship with Gentile believers, he says in uh, Galatians 2, 15, 16, excuse me. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. You and I cannot keep the law, but there is one who perfectly fulfilled the law in your place and mine. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, he issues his invitation to us. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, you who are borne down by your sin, you who are in anguish and torment, and he continues, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you suffering today, feeling the weight of sin? Do you feel the shame and the guilt of it? Jesus took your sin upon himself on the cross. He bore your punishment and mine. He became sin for us. And he rose triumphant over sin and death. Believe in his atoning, completed work on our behalf and follow him as our Savior and Lord. 
Brother and sister, what work, what ceremony are you tempted to trust in? What aspect of your life are you trying to push through under your own effort, in your own strength? We live under the authority of a loving Father. Whatever the situation that we find ourselves in, whether plenty or want, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Trust in his provisioning to be what we need in our circumstance. True freedom only comes to those who trust in Christ. Abandon any belief that you can accumulate merit with a holy God through tradition, through ceremony, or religious acts. He has set us free from the power of sin and death. Trust in Christ. The second point that I think this passage brings to our mind is that my faith in Christ has set my hope in him. Look at verse 5. For we, through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. Paul is referring to a righteousness that is at uh, work in our sanctification and in the day when we will be with Christ. Romans 8, 29 and 30. Whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. If you are in Christ, this is you. In order that he might be the first among, firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. God has promised that what he started in the believer's life will come to pass. Christ, who has placed a new heart within us here, is at work through the Spirit to give us a new body that will be free of sin in the life to come. Note that this work of the Spirit involves waiting. Do you have an impatient spirit? That is your flesh calling out to you to be satisfied and allowed to have its way. Let us subject ourselves to the good authority of a Savior who has not only your temporal but your eternal destiny in view. God's Spirit has much to do in the believer's life. Later in this passage in verse 22, Paul will say that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. 
grace's outworking will yield this harvest in the life of the believer. And we must trust God as he works to produce this in our life. Finally, the work of Christ in us is faith working through love. Saving faith gives evidence. Think of Ephesians 2.10. Believers are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Our working is a product of our faith, not a substitute for it. Feel the pulse of the verse. Christ's love will never leave us inactive or stationary. Christ's love calls us to sacrificially serve while we, are, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 18, 8. Consider the love of Christ at work in the life of the believer, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. We are his. May we live for his praise and for his glory. Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray that we would abandon every action, every ceremony, every tradition that makes our hearts unlike the heart of the Savior that calls us to value ourselves, that causes us to think that there is something in us. Father, I pray that you would be so at work in our hearts and minds that we would be drawn to the Savior who died for our sins and that through his life, death, and resurrection, we would recognize that the fruit that we yield comes from the fertile ground of his love being planted in our lives. And that we would have hope, hope not only for the process in which he is working daily in our lives, but hope for the eternal that he calls us to. 
Our day is but a glimmer. But our time with you will be in eternity. Praise your name. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the First Baptist Newton Podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website at newtonfbc.org. We'll see you next time.